This is Cabernet and True Crime, the place where good wine and true crime come together. Hi, friend. Oh, great. Good. <laughs> Delightful. I just spilled red wine all down the front of my white sweatshirt. So that's a fun and exciting thing that just happened to me in my life. Good. Hi, friends, and welcome to this week's Serial Killer Sunday Serial Killer Shorts. It's been an interesting week. It's been an interesting life, really, honestly, if we're going to get that deep into it. But this week itself has been particularly strange, so we're not going to go into that at all. (laughs) We're just going to Just get you a peek into what it's like to be me for just a second and then move on. Hi, I'm Jana, and welcome to my awkward time in the closet with you. That sounds weird. Okay, well that's fine. We're just going to move on from that. We're just going to keep... You know how this works. If you've been here before, we just keep powering through all the weirdness. And like I said before, if you don't know the business, listen to previous podcasts. You know, you'll figure it out as you go. (laughs) Or you won't, and sometimes, you know, you'll leave, and that's, you know, that's life. That's how things, that's how this works. All right, so today, we are going to be talking about a woman, lady, named Kristen Gilbert. And if you don't know who I'm talking about, that's fine, because when I heard her name for the first time, I didn't know who I was talking about either. She came up on a list of, I don't remember where I found her name from. Some of these people, I have like a list, seriously, I've said it before, of like over 100 serial killers and like just crazy, not even just serial killers, but like crazy crimes and stuff. And I don't remember how long this list has been going on, but anytime I see something cool, I throw it on there. And then when I'm looking for like what I'm going to cover this week, I go through and kind of do like a preliminary search of them. And I didn't even know who she was. So that was fun. Um, a, a nice little shorty short crime for you. So let's get, let's just, you know, dive, you know, right into it. There's no, no better way to start than by doing it. Okay. So Kristen Gilbert, she was born Kristen Strickland, Strickland, because obviously she got married at some point. Um, she was born on November 13th, 1967 in Fall River, Massachusetts. And you know what? If you're thinking, huh, that sounds familiar. Do you want to know why? Because you know what I'm going to tell you. Do you want to know why that sounds familiar? I'm going to give you three, two, one. Um, That's because that's where Lizzie Borden's from. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Did you get it right? Who knows? Okay, so yeah. So that's where Lizzie Borden was from. And then Kristen Gilbert slash Strickland, whatever her birth name was. She was actually born there too. Um, she was the older sister of two daughters born to Richard and Claudia Strickland, which wasn't Lizzie Borden the oldest of two sisters too, or was her sister older? I should know this. I don't know. A lot of weird, this is where the coincidences end, but there was a lot of weird coincidences up right in the beginning. So cool. Um, she's the oldest. As Kristen approached adulthood, um, in her teenage years, she began manipulating people, compulsively lying, and even faked suicide attempts to garner attention and sympathy, which as we can all agree on, that's fucked up. Uh, she was also known to be violent against others, uh, but apparently nobody cared, and she graduated from high school in, uh, 1986, was, uh, yeah, oh, sorry, no, she graduated from high school, but then in 1986 enrolled in Bridgewater State College, um, I'm assuming she graduated in 1985, 
but that's math, and I don't, I don't know, so I'm just gonna guess, um, but in 1986, she goes to college at Bridgewater State College, um, however, she, um, faked her own, she faked a suicide attempt again, and she was forced by college officials to, um, go to psychiatric help, so she had to go, and I wrote receive, but that does not look like that word, um, to receive psychiatric treatment, instead, she transferred to Mount Wachusett, and then also transferred to Greenville, Green, wow, Greenfield Community College, where she received a nursing diploma and became an RN in 1988. So it sounds like she, she got kind of like, hey, we're the college board and you're kind of fucked up. And she's like, nope, juking and went to a different school. And then she transferred again, which I don't know the backstory behind her transferring the second time, but I can only assume something interesting happened there. But for my own searching, there was no, it wasn't going to happen. There's really not a whole lot, like, written about her. There's a ton of news articles, and they're all very deceiving because they all just kind of say the same thing. It's literally just them saying the same thing a different way 50 times. Like, there's no... Well, you know how the media is, and you know how that works. So, like, they just had a different way to phrase it. So you're like, oh, this one's going to tell me more than the last one, but it's literally just the exact same story. So there wasn't a whole lot of information on her, surprisingly. Especially with how... Well, how recent she gets discovered. Okay, well, you know, we're going to keep moving on. Um, so, in 1989, she got a job at the Veterans Affairs Medical Center. And between 1995 and 1996, um, four, four notable individuals, which would be 66-year-old Stanley Jagodowski, I'm Jagodowski, sounds right, 35-year-old Henry Hudson, 41-year-old Kenneth Cutting, and 69-year-old Edward Squira, um, died of cardiac arrest in Kristen's care. So fellow employees at the hospital noted that Kristen had an unusual amount of people um, passing away on her shift, so it passed it off as a joke and nicknamed her the Angel of Death. So apparently up until, so she gets the job, what was this? Sorry you can hear my pages turning. Usually I use a laptop, but not for these, because I actually don't know why I don't use my laptop for these. Okay, um, well, just had a brain blast. So she got the job in 1988, and in 1995, these notable deaths start happening. And you'll these are notable because eventually they get tied more or less back to her. Um, but so the period from 1988 to 1995, she was nicknamed the Angel of Death because apparently it wasn't inherently obvious what she was doing. Like, people just kind of died on her shift. And it was suspicious, yeah, but, I mean, apparently it wasn't raising any red flags for a while. She got away with it for a while. And if she's anything like other serial killers, you know, maybe she did it once or twice or three times. And then, you know, eventually I feel like serial killers begin to go down a spiral where like they, they start off like, I mean, I hate to say, I hate to say the phrase, like they get a taste for it, but they do like they, they do it for a specific reason. And then once they find out that like killing people meets whatever needs they, they have, it like they start doing it more and more and more. It's like an addiction um, for some serial killers. For some, I don't know if it's like that all the way, but it, I'm assuming it picked up speed and it became more noticeable that like she got less careful. She got sloppy. Um. Okay. So in 1996, though, her coworkers noticed that there was an upswing in cardiac arrests and a downswing in the amount of epinephrine they had on the floor. So like epinephrine was going missing. Um. An investigation was launched, and Kristen called a bomb threat 
into the hospital and try to stop the investigation because that's logical and totally sane. A totally sane person calls a bomb threat in. <laughs> Absolutely normal. Um, so, yeah. But she was mad at her coworkers too. There was there was another reason. Like she wanted to stop the investigation, but she was also pissed at her coworkers for being um, suspicious of her, which once again is totally something an innocent, sane person does. They call in a bomb threat to a veterans hospital. Like that's fucked up. Cool. So in fall of 1996, Kristen checks herself into a psychiatric hospital ten times. Ten whole times. So she checks herself in, gets out. Checks herself in, gets out. Ten times. And so fall, I'm assuming that's like three to four months. So in the course of three to four months, she checks herself in and out of a psychiatric hospital ten different times, and she stayed one to, ta- one to ten days each time. Insane. So the VA hospital staff speculate that Kristen was responsible for at least 80 suspicious deaths and over 300 medical emergencies. So psychiatric or psychiatrists say that this is due to her trying to, quote, impress people with how good of a nurse she was and to get attention from her boyfriend at the time, who was the hospital policeman. So she had gotten married to a guy named Glenn, which apparently I skipped over in my first notes, but I talked that she gets divorced. She she got married to a guy named um, Glenn Gilbert. I'm assuming, because she got married, I apparently skipped that part, but at some point in this craziness, she gets married, and then she has a boyfriend at work, and she's, like, putting all these people into cardiac arrest, and, like, making them almost die, so she can, quote, revive them, and, like, impress her boyfriend at the hospital, um, and then Kristen and Glenn divorced in 1998, so once, once Kristen goes to trial, like, all of her dirty laundry was out in the open, Um, so in 1988, she used a large kitchen knife to assault someone, which is totally normal. And in 1995, she tried to poison two people. In 1996, she tried to poison someone at the VA hospital. And she caused a medical emergency, um, by, by removing someone's breathing tube in 1994. So these must have been, like, either things that people noted about her or what. But once she went to trial, there were all these people that came forward that were like, yeah, this time, you know... She tried to remove my feeding tube, or not feeding tube, breathing tube, and, you know, she stabbed me with a kitchen knife, and people were like, whoa, this girl's way crazier than we thought she was. Um, she also, which I think this might be, like, the most, well, all of it's fucked up, but this one's kind of fucked. She abandoned someone in cardiac arrest, not sure if she was the one who induced the cardiac arrest or not, but she left someone in cardiac arrest to have another nurse check on them. And then, uh, like, what the hell? Like, you see this person having a cardiac arrest, like, they're having a heart attack, and you're just like, well, leave it for somebody else. Like, hopefully Stevie can revive this guy, because I'm out. And then she also forced an untrained person, so this, like, newer nurse, I'm assuming, or maybe resident, I'm not entirely sure, um, she forced this person to use defibrillation pads? I don't think, what? Defib- defibrillation pad? Is that how you say it? The shocky pad. The the clear, those things, you know what I'm talking about, um, she made someone who was not trained on them use them on a human, which, that's like somebody handing me those, I can't even tell you what they're called, because I can't say it, I wrote cursive, and it looks like shit, and I can't read it, but imagine, like, someone just handing you those, and be like, okay, revive this person, or else they're gonna die, like, no thank you, you're, you're a trained nurse, how about you handle that, cool, and, oh yeah, that happened in 1995 because she, quote, refused to do it herself. Okay, that's your job, so you kind of have to, right? Or lose your job, I guess. 
Um, and then she also physically threatened to kill someone in 1996. Um, yeah. Uh, and also, before she became a nurse, she purposely scalded a mentally handicapped child with scalding hot bath water. These are all the signs of a very, very strong, like-minded individual. <laughs> She's so mentally secure in herself and totally not insane at all. Um, cool. So on March 14th, 2001, she was found guilty of three counts of one... First, I put 1D. Thanks, Janet. See, I told... Okay, I told you in the last one. This is the last little ramp. I'm, ramp? Rant? I'm gonna go on and then we're almost done. So don't worry. This one's gonna be short. I write things down or, like, type things and assume that I'm going to remember what that thing is supposed to mean. So I apparently put three counts 1D, one count 2D, and I, I put two counts AD. That doesn't mean anything to me. I mean, it does now that I know what I was going for, but at the moment, like, if I'm going to try to read these to you right off the rip, like, not even reading them over first, because, like, who's got time for that? I'm not going to read this and then read it to you. I think it's fun to, like kind of forget what I wrote, and then be it in the moment with you, you know? Otherwise, it's like, sounds too rehearsed for me. I'm not into that whole, like, let's sound rehearsed and read everything off a script type thing, because that's not my style. But regardless, regardless, stick with me. It's fine. Okay, so where was I going with that? Okay, yeah, cool. Sorry. Sorry for that. On March 14th, 2001, she was found guilty of three counts first-degree murder, one count of second-degree murder, and two counts of attempted murder. Um, Massachusetts doesn't have capital punishment, but because these crimes were committed on federal property, she would have received the death penalty if she could have. So know that even if you're in a state that doesn't believe in capital punishment, this I found fun, even if you're in a state that doesn't believe in capital punishment, if you commit murders that are, like, well, not murders, but crimes in general, general that are, you know, that could lead to capital punishment, if you're on federal property, you should think twice about that because they will take you and give you the death penalty for it because they're allowed to because it's federal property so just think about that before you commit your next crime um don't do it in federal business because they'll kill you um on march 27th she received four life terms no parole um she is serving her sentence at a federal medical center in fort worth uh, she had an appeal for a retrial, but dropped it in 2003, worried that if convicted, prosecutors would go for the death penalty. So they didn't the first time she appealed, and then was like, um, that's probably a bad choice to go through trial again, because what if I get the death penalty the second time? Smart. Um, she is currently 51 years old. And that, my friends, is the story of Kristen Gilbert, who was a serial killer. An angel of death, if you will, even though I hate that phrase. If you know anything about me, that's so stupid. I don't like the phrase at all. All right. If you don't follow me on Instagram, then you should, because um, I post stuff every single day, because um, I'm crazy, apparently. And that's all I really have for this week. So um, thanks for listening. You guys are amazing. I'm still alive, so that's good. And I'll catch you guys later. So have a great Sunday.